0: This episode is brought to you by Hover. Every great idea deserves a great domain name. That's why I head right over to Hover.com to see what's available whenever I have a new project percolating. Hover has a dizzying array of extensions to choose from. Who is privacy is included with every domain. And features like Hover Connect make it super easy to connect your domain to a variety of popular website builders with just a few clicks. If you've got an idea you're passionate about, start laying the groundwork now by heading over to Hover.com slash Hurry Slowly to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-O-V-E-R dot slash Hurry Slowly. I'm Jocelyn K. Gly, and this is Hurry Slowly, a podcast about pacing yourself, where I explore how you can find more calm, comfort, and clarity. Through the simple act of slowing down. I was planning to shift this podcast to a monthly schedule and have it continue to get slower every season as it has since the launch, which is sort of amusingly on brand. But these are strange and anxiety inducing times, so I think I'm gonna play it by ear, sharing what I have to say as it seems necessary. And today I wanna talk about a theme that has been percolating up throughout a variety of conversations I've had here on the show in season three. This idea that many of us have the feeling that we need to heal ourselves before we can accept ourselves and be present in the moment, that we have to fix ourselves in some sense before we can be at peace. It's a topic that's particularly relevant right now, I think, because we're all currently navigating a world filled with uncertainty and fear, and the urge to get pulled out of the present moment and into anxiety is extremely strong. At the same time, the global events that are unfolding are inviting us to become keenly attuned to the preciousness of life and how important it is to be fully present and accepting with both ourselves and our loved ones, to appreciate every little moment like a gift. And because I struggle with this mightily myself, this episode is coming from a very personal place. I'm going to share what I'm wrestling with right now, and maybe it'll resonate with you. But to get started, we have to go back in time quite a ways, to my 28th birthday. My 28th birthday was when I discovered I had bedbugs, which, I should clarify, was basically my absolute worst fear at the time. This was when bedbugs were experiencing their first media resurgence, and the New York Times did a piece on these young 20-somethings who had them, and they lived literally on my block in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. They could basically walk down the street to my apartment. Of course, Seen from today's perspective, my fear of bedbugs now seems almost quaint, more like a luxury problem than a real problem. But it felt very real to me at the time. What's more, my girlfriend and I were having a terrible time and were about to break up and move out. For those of you who are into astrology and know about Saturn returns, you could say mine got started with a bang. And there was this really small but significant event that happened as we were moving out, where I tripped on the front stoop and fell down, and split open my shin. I had a big gash, and I remember thinking to myself, I'll meet someone new when this heals. This was, of course, very poor planning on my part, because I had forgotten that, as anyone who has fallen on the stairs knows, wounds on your shin take forever to heal. I mean, we're talking about years here. Now, fast forward to a few years ago, when I was probably, let's say, 40. I was at the rock climbing gym and I slipped while reaching for a hold and I rammed my shin into something. And once again, I found myself with a small gash. I was single at the time and my mind immediately flashed back to that moment at age 28. And I had the thought, I'll meet someone when this heals. And even as I had the thought, I was saying to myself, don't have this thought, you idiot. But I felt like it's too late. You already put that energy out into the universe. It's a done deal. And so I found myself sort of, begrudgingly monitoring the healing of this wound on my shin, wondering, when would it be healed? And by extension, when would I meet someone? I should tell you at this point that me and a friend of mine have a running joke about how the universe communicates with me in the most literal possible ways. So it's not surprising that this superstitious game I was playing is basically an extremely literal incarnation of this theme I mentioned that's been bubbling up in the podcast of late. This idea that we must heal ourselves before we can continue going about our lives or entering into a new relationship or finding our purpose or really just being present. In my interview with writer and activist Adrienne Marie Brown, she talked about how she felt for a long time that she had to change her body before she could love herself or love anyone else. She said, quote, I felt like for a long time, I was like, if I can get my body to be different, then I can begin to love it. And from that love, then I can let others love it. It was just like the domino was, first, I have to fix my broken self. Something's really wrong with me, and it shows, and anyone who looks at me can tell. I'm bad at something in life. I had to kind of flip that on its head in order to begin the process of actually loving myself. And what that's looked like in my lifetime has been doing practices where I actually have to accept what is, End quote. This theme came up again in my interview with Elle, the woman who has facilitated two deeply transformative and healing ayahuasca journeys for me. She talked about her battles with deep, chronic, physical pain and how an obsession with fixing herself and ridding herself of the pain, which had taken away her most cherished identity as a surfer, prevented her from fully being present in the world or being open to new possibilities about how she might serve. And at their core, all of these examples come down to a lack of acceptance of what is. This is my body. This is the pain I have. This is my capacity to love right now. The psychotherapist Bruce Tift summarized this internal conflict really beautifully on the Insights at the Edge podcast, saying, quote, I think that in the Western psychotherapy view, the developmental view, because there's so much interest in historic origins of current ways we organize our experience, it's very easy to somewhat unconsciously take the attitude that there is actually a problem in the past that needs to be healed, that there are wounds that need to be healed before somebody can be fully present. I think, again, unconsciously, It's very easy then to take on a project of self-improvement where we don't realize that we're postponing, recognizing that we are always fully present. We are always fully intimate with life and with each other. We are always fully engaged. There's no other possibility. But I think that a lot of us have this unexamined idea that when I clear these things up in the future, then I'll show up, then I'll accept myself. Then I'll bring my vulnerability to my partner. Whatever our thing is. So one of the problems with the overtime approach, in our culture especially, is that we postpone acceptance until there's a certain type of improvement. End quote. Wow. We postpone acceptance until there's a certain type of improvement. I feel like that statement probably describes the dynamic I've been living inside of for almost the entirety of my life, up until very recently. That I have been engaged in an endless project of self improvement in which I am always postponing my ability to be fully present. That I set a big project or a big goal out in front and tell myself that after I complete this thing, then I will be satisfied or complete or relieved of some burden. And then and only then can I be fully present with myself. Only then will I be able to accept myself. In the opening episode of this season, Letting Go Isn't Easy. I talked about how I used the idea of needing to write this particular screenplay to make myself disconnected and not present in what I was currently doing for almost 20 years. It was like there was this vision of myself as being broken in this very specific way, namely not being a creative writer or an artist, that I felt I had to heal before I could accept myself. And it was such a relief to let that paradigm go, to let go of beating myself up because I had not yet done this thing. But of course, it's not like my work of coming into the present moment is done. Hardly. It has to be done and done and done again every minute. Because the mind is quite crafty. And it's always coming up with new ways to pull you out of the moment. Or out of your body. And into these anxiety loops where you are always less than. And even though I was able to release something huge related to my career ambitions. Or my career wounds, you might say there were still these wounds related to love. Wounds I felt I had to wait to heal before I could enter the fray again. Wounds I had to heal before I was ready to accept love again. And what's interesting is that letting go became my new obsession. Now that I'd let go of this idea of always putting my goal out in front, of having to write that screenplay before I could rest, my crafty mind went in the other direction, convincing me that I had to let go of X, Y, and Z before I could accept myself, and thus accept love. I didn't quite see it until my mentor pointed it out to me the other day. Whereas before I had seen the necessary healing that had to take place as additive, I have to accomplish this. Now I had just taken the same concept and flipped it around. So now I was viewing the necessary healing as subtractive. I have to release this. But it was the same game in reverse. I have to get rid of this thing before I'm ready to accept myself. In the present moment. And then I met someone before I was ready. I met a beautiful, smart, funny, embodied, spiritual woman with this wonderful enthusiasm for life before I was ready. Before the stupid scar on my shin, which has been sitting there now for a year and a half, had healed. Before my literal healing, which I had decided to metaphorically and idiotically tie into my relationship readiness, was done. So what to do? I wonder if we're ever really ready to do anything. I think the answer is probably no. You can be almost ready, but you're never 100% ready for anything because where would be the fun in that? I love the dedication at the front of Carmen Maria Machado's book, Her Body and Other Parties. It's an inscription to her partner Val, which says, I turned around and there you were. And that's how it always happens, right? New love, the house of your dreams, a new work opportunity. It happens all of a sudden and all at once when you were least expecting it. I turned around and there she was. Or in my case, I got out of my car and there she was. And then the question becomes, well, what are you gonna do in that moment? The gift is here. The gift you asked for is right in front of you. Are you ready to accept it? Are you ready to be present in the moment? Or are you too broken? Do you have to do more healing before you can accept the gifts you are given, before you can deserve them? And at least for me, this is a big part of what it comes down to, deserving. If we are to break out of this cycle that something is broken and must be fixed before we can accept ourselves, if we are to break out of this cycle that we have to accomplish this or that thing before we can accept ourselves, if we want to do that, then we also have to accept ourselves as deserving of love and contentment right now in the present moment, as being enough. And in a way, I think that's the harder part. Because we've all grown up with this achievement-oriented mentality, with this body-conscious mentality, with this health-obsessed mentality, this idea that your body, your success, your health could always be improved. And if it could be improved, why shouldn't it be improved? And if there's something about you that could still be improved, why would you stop now? And if you did stop now, if you decided right now in this very moment to be present and accept yourself, aren't you then accepting something that's less than the self that's less than the self you know you could improve to become? So there's this crazy fear that accepting yourself as is right now would be lazy, that accepting your body just as it is right now would be lazy, that accepting your work as enough right now would be lazy. That accepting love in this moment as the possibly flawed person that you are would be lazy or irresponsible. That in all of these scenarios, maybe, just maybe, you're settling. Settling for something less. But how could settling for self-love or settling for receiving someone else's love really be settling? How could it be problematic to just like yourself right now while you're in the process of healing? It's not a binary decision, acceptance, or healing. You can have one, but you can't have the other. It's one of those complex contradictions you have to hold in the mind, like the concept of, say, hurrying slowly. It's self-acceptance and healing at the same time. It's self-acceptance and knowing that you can improve at the same time. It's self-acceptance and being present even when everything around you is going totally off the rails like right now, I'm sitting in the sunshine on a window seat in my house in upstate New York and there's a global pandemic outside. Meanwhile, the woman I love is on another continent in Peru. And the only thing I want in the world is for her to be returned to me. And I still have many things to heal. And I still have this stupid little scar on my shin that hasn't gone away yet. But how laughable It seems in this moment that I ever gave a tiny little wound such magical power in the face of such a gift. Now is not the time to let our wounds come between us, not between you and your ability to love yourself just as you are, not between you and the people you love and the people who are ready to give you love. They may be small, but the gifts are right in front of us. If we can just be present and accept them. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this episode brought you even just the tiniest little sliver of calm. I'm sending all of my love and positive juju out to you and yours everywhere in the world. If you want to stay in touch, you can sign up for my newsletter at hurryslowly.co slash newsletter. Let's all take a deep breath and remember to take our time.